Today's episode of the Goldcast is sponsored by Thumbtacks. Are you tired of putting up things on your wall with tape or with nails or with just your bare hands? Then consider using Thumbtacks. The standard, uh, the standard, the standard, damn it, the standard putter on fingers for things on a wall. That's all you're getting. All right. So today's episode of the Goldcast, we have a special guest, my boy, Matt Manick. He's in the building. Uh, can't wait to have him on. Diehard Niners fan. Uh, we're going to talk some pre-draft stuff, and then we'll be back with a big post-draft extravaganza with a bunch of guests colliding at once. A bunch of diehard Niner fans and rivals all talking draft. But this is our little sneak peek preview of the draft coming up this Thursday. Here we go. Matt Manick in the building. Let's make it happen. San Francisco, are you ready? This is the Gold Cast. Boom! Welcome to another edition of the Gold Cast. We are the voice of the faithful. I'm your host, Rudy Salisa III, and with me is my special guest, my good buddy, Matt Manick. Welcome to the Gold Cast, buddy. How we doing? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm hanging in there. Right on. Okay, so so let's talk, Matt. You, you know, obviously we know each other from Los Angeles here. Let's qualify since this is the first time the Gold Cast, the 49er faithful, are hearing your voice. Where are you from originally? I'm from uh, Sacramento. Born born, born a Niner fan. There you go. Exactly. I was going to say, let's talk about your your sports team affiliations. Who's your teams? Uh, uh, The Niners. And then uh, I'm an Oakland A's fan. Used to go to Oakland A's games. And uh, Sacramento Kings. There you go. I like it. All right. So <laughs> let's get into this, man. All right. So the one thing, the one of the reasons 49er Faithful, I brought Matt onto the show is because Matt is really good at talking draft. Way better than I am, which is the thing I like about him. So we're, we're bringing him in for this pre-draft extravaganza. We're going to do a post-draft extravaganza. And hopefully, Matt, you'll be your you'll be able to work it in your schedule. It's going to be a lot of guys. There's going to be my brother Raymond, who's the other traditional co-host on almost every episode of the show. There's going to be this guy, Louis Bartone, who's a diehard Rams fan. We love ribbing him, and he loves ribbing us. And then we've got (laughs) my buddy Pete, who's a diehard Raiders fan. So it's going to be just a clusterfuck smorgasbord of, uh, of sports Bay Area and Los Angeles teams all colliding at once. But well, let's... who doesn't love clusterfuck smorgasbord? Exactly, exactly. So let's get into it. Let's start first with, I want to, do you watch, before we get into, I, there's a couple questions I want to ask you, which we already talked about before, but do you watch, did you ever watch CSM Bay Area at all? Uh, no. Okay, so CSM Bay Area is now NBC Sports Bay Area, okay? Okay. And this is like our local ESPN. It's not very good. Um, <laughs> I think it's <laughs> it could use a huge shot in the arm. But I guess NBC, it, you know, they're rebranding it from Comcast Sports Bay Area to NBC Sports Bay Area. And I think that this is kind of the slow build toward them trying to kind of make something out of this. Like, I don't even understand. Honestly, we've got ESPN LA. We have ESPN New York. You've got ESPN Boston, Chicago, even Dallas. I don't even understand why there isn't an ESPN Bay Area at this point. You know, I have no idea. They, they, they have the Warriors. 
right? <laughs> right? The Warriors, you have the Giants dynasty, you have the Niners killing it in the first half of this decade. I mean, there, I feel like it, there's I, I a think, justifiable... I, I think Bradley re- Curry coverage alone would warrant a, a Sports Center Bay Area. Right? Exactly. Yep. That and you've got Raiders really on the rise. I mean, I don't know. It just seems kind of a no-brainer that there should be a Sports Center Bay Area or ESPN Bay Area, but I don't know. But my, it was... my Cal Bears are going to do it this year. Yeah, <laughs> see, yeah. they Fine. they talk about Fine. them on there too. So NBC Sports Bay Area, they had this Niner draft preview. All right, this yeah. thing this thing goes like thirty minutes. Uh, it's got Matt Mayoko and John Middlecoff. John Middlecoff used to be a scout for the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay, and he used to be. Uh, one of our a radio host on uh, our big radio station here called 95.7 The Game. Okay. okay. Also owned by ESPN. So at the end, it was okay. Like it was only 30 minutes. It was pretty much, it just kind of felt like a fluff piece. I like Matt Mayoko. You've probably seen his stuff before. He does a lot of, you know. A lot of articles. Yeah, a lot of articles. Middlecoff. So they asked these guys who their top three picks were. For okay. like what the, the first three picks in the draft that the Niners had, who were we gonna pick? So Matt Mayoko went with Charles Harris, which is oh, he said also he thinks they trade we, we trade down. Which what, I, what do we get for that trade down? That's what he didn't say, and that's well, what I was wondering. That, I'm like, who? Kind of, that's, that's kind of that's what makes or breaks the deal right there. Right, but, uh, and we're gonna talk about that <laughs> trade down in a second too, because I'm kind of curious as to what you think is who we trade down with and what do we get out of that. But we've got – so he picked Charles Harris first, outside linebacker from Missouri. Then he picked uh, Adobe uh, Awuzia. Man, that was a hard name to say. Yep. Yeah. Out of Colorado. Or, yeah, out of Colorado. And then Nathan Peterman, Q, quarterback out of, out of University of Pittsburgh. Now, what do you yep. think about those three picks? Any of those guys stand out to you in any way, shape, or form? Um, no. Uh, I didn't I – didn't. <laughs> You know, maybe 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 taking a flyer on uh, Peterman in, in the third might not be a bad bad idea. Um, in in my opinion, Charles Harris, really good defensive end, uh, questionable motor, motor when it comes to the fourth quarter. Um, there's just so many questions with our transition over to the four three now. How mm-hmm. are all our current pieces going to fit? Uh, you know, it's it's really tough to to kind of put your finger on where we have where we have gaps and needs because uh, you know, how many, how many injuries we have on the defensive side of the ball last year. Um, you factor that in, in addition to the fact that we're moving everyone around, it's, it's real tough to real tough to figure out what our needs are. Charles Harris. Eh, maybe. I mean, it depends, depends where we get them. Yeah. I mean, do you think, do you think first pick, I mean, even if we trade down, we just say we trade down and we're in the, 12th spot. I don't even know who has well, the 12th spot. Well, right now, you know, Armstead and, and Buckner projected as, as defensive tackles, um, I guess, in this game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what, I, what I'm curious about is, you know, I've been praying praying for this for the last few years, but Tank Carradine, he came out of a 4-3 at Florida State, and he was just an absolute monster. Uh, his first year in, you know, he was recovering from uh, ACL surgery, and they tried to bulk him up and, and kind of fit him into uh, – into our three, four, and it, it just never really, never really panned out. He never really made an impact. I, I'm hoping that maybe Tank Carradine comes along. Someone else can, can jump in and fill that uh, four or three defensive end spot. I'm also wondering if 
Are we going to have to slide Armstead over to to play like a defensive end spot in this four three? I, I don't I don't know how how much of a need defensive end is unless you're going with one of the more versatile guys like Solomon Thomas or Jonathan Allen, who you know uh, according to to all draft analysts can play you know any spot on the defensive line and play it really well. Yeah, um, well Solomon Thomas is another name that has been popping up a bunch. And I'm now. Now here was the thing that they actually they addressed this on on this draft preview, which I hadn't heard this. Tell me if you'd heard this. They said that when uh, they were they were testing overall overall like physical ability, Solomon Thomas scored a ninety, and then Jonathan Allen scored twenty three percent, a twenty three, and that it, it seems like he seems to have a really high IQ. But there's some the, his his overall. Oh, does the, does, the, does the IQ or the Wonderlick the Wonderlick factor into that? Uh, into that number that you just threw at me? I don't know. I don't know. This is just they just that's all they said. That's all they said on the draft preview, and I'm like, I really, I really wish there was a little bit more on that. I'm like, wait, what's that about? I mean, look, I I look at Solomon Thomas, and and I see the you know I, I don't follow Stanford. I'm a Cal guy. Yep. Be sacrilege for me. Um, but I look at Solomon Thomas. I like what he see. He looks like one of my homeboys. Uh, used to play rugby. I used to play football with him. Just big, stout guy with a motor. Never complains. I don't know. I I look at him and I don't know if he's kind of crazy psycho cowboy, or uh, or more Jonathan Martin out of Stanford. I I just I don't, you know, I don't know. He he's got game though. Um, it just seeing seeing where we really need to to. Fill, fill our holes and and uh, and just taking the best best. I think we're just in a best player possible position right now. You know, uh, best player available. Excuse me. Yeah, I mean, uh, Jonathan Allen. That guy's that guy's a stud too. I mean, no question. His his highlight tapes. That guy's an absolute killer. The one thing that concerns me about uh, you know Alabama, kind of in particular, with them having so many players rated so high on their defense is. Uh, you know, they seem like a really solid team unit, and it can be kind of tough to tell uh, whose strengths we're covering for whose weaknesses, I guess. Yeah, like who, who's a product of the system and who's actually I mean, a product it, it, of their own athletic ability. Solomon Thomas, I mean, he was just he was he was the stud blowing every every play up for Stanford. It's, he's he's the clear cut guy, you know, leading the charge into the backfield and you know. Smearing the quarterback into the turf. Jonathan Allen, he had he had Tim Williams, and he's got Reuben Foster. Uh, you know, I'm sure there's uh, you know a bunch of defensive studs on that team that that uh, were all over the place for them. So you know, I don't know. He also got arthritic shoulders apparently. I mean, that's if the doctors say he's good to go. I mean, he also seems like a real smart dude. I saw him uh, with uh, Mariucci on on one of the. I don't. I don't remember what the show was called, but they they took a bunch of guys from the the defensive end. Charles uh, Charles Harris, who you just mentioned, was in there. So was Solomon Thomas and and Jonathan Allen. Jonathan Allen and Solomon Thomas both seem like super high character, s- super smart, just savages that that would be you know an asset to any defensive line. I'm just wondering, you know, where are they going to play on our defensive line? I I, I have no idea where we're going to put Armstead. Uh, you know, I think they're they're talking about putting Buckner in the in the five technique. You know, so so we'll see. Also, where does where, is Aaron Lynch gonna slide in and play defensive end? Is that ridiculous? 
Yeah, like where does Aaron Lynch go? That's isn't that that's I think that's one of the things I want to see most just to get a semblance and idea of how exactly this the four three looks on last year's defense in preseason and in the first couple weeks of the regular season. Where where these players land, how what positions they're going to be playing, and how they're going to be playing it, them. Is, is Bowman ready to go? You know, uh, is is Eric Reed? Is he is he a go? Um, are we still considering moving? Because uh, Ward and, and Tart, we could have Ward play free safety and, and put uh, Tart in at strong safety. I mean, they played together in high school, I believe. And, and I think uh, Ward coming out of college, which everyone, I think, seems to forget, or at least I was under the impression that he played free safety in college and he was a stud. He was all over the place, crazy ball skills. Mm-hmm. So if we're doing that single high safety look, uh, Ward might be a really natural fit for that. And, you know, move Eric Reed into the box. I'm sure he can play strong safety. I don't know. I think this is the contract year for him, so I don't know if we hold on to him. Uh, another guy I really, really like is Jamal Adams, um, strong safety out of LSU. Um, that guy's just a stud. You know, comparisons flying around between him and Ronnie Lott. I mean, I know that's lofty, um, <laughs> but, you know, if we could scoop up a, uh, someone in a Ronnie Lott mold, you know, sweet Jesus. Yeah, well, uh, absolutely. You'd, you'd, take that, you'd, you'd take that at number one. Of course. Um, so, now that's what I was going to ask you. Who are your top three picks? I know you were you were pretty high on Reuben Foster a couple I was weeks ago, high. and I know his he's kind of been a little up and down. Are you still as high on Reuben Foster as you were before? Um, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not as high on Reuben Foster before. I mean, one one of it, you know, has to do with uh, our team's uh, stellar track record of uh, off season uh, character incidents. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um. You know, clearly we have a need at cornerback right now, uh, a fresh need. Um, so, I, you know, I think this year we, we need to just steer clear of that, unfortunately. We don't need – I just feel like every every year there's two or three. I think I think uh, Ray McDonald just finally got acquitted of, you know, some, some charge that was floating around. There's so many charges floating around our defense over the last uh, few years. I, you know, it's tough to even keep track of them. It is. So – I think, you know, Ruben Foster, that guy's a heat-seeking missile. Uh, he's a beast. I don't know how much, uh, you know, Navarro Bowman get, still has left in the tank. I mean, obviously, legendary stud. But, uh, you know, you get two injuries like that uh, in such close proximity to each other. And, you know, mentally, it's just going to it's, – it's really up to him. You know, where, where does he think he's at? Is he still going to be able to play at that level as he lost a step? Because, um, uh, you know, he's, he's been – Defensive leaders, as far as I know. Um, Jamal Adams, like I said, he's uh, also been noted as being like a really stellar locker room leader. So if, if Bowman's uh, looking like it's, it's more the twilight of his career than, than uh, the middle, then, uh, then it, might be, it might be time to start looking at, at, uh, at getting another locker room leader. I don't know. I, I think there's no holes in his game. He just seems like a super safe pick. Super high-level guy, so Jamal Adams is definitely on there. Um, also, depending on you know, kind of what we, how we look, um, Leonard Fournette, man. <laughs> uh, you said this, not, yeah. So I, let, let's get, guy, let's do this. Tell me your top three, Matt. Is Leonard Fournette in your top three? Yeah, Leonard Fournette's definitely in my top three, and and I'll tell you why. Um, even I love Carlos Hyde. You know, if if I if I thought he could stay healthy. Um, you know, which he may very well be able to, but, you know, we can't rely on him for 16 games. No. You know, 
No, we can't. Um, he's a stud, but Leonard Fournette is just like a man among boys out there. I mean, they've been I've been reading articles about him since he was in junior high. This guy is a stud. I you know I I don't watch LSU football, but if it was on, I would not turn it off when when he was playing because he just ran over everyone. Just absolute stud. And uh, <laughs> in addition to just having a stellar running game, you also got to take into account we have kind of a I don't know if you noticed, but like a shady, shady quarterback situation right now. Um, <laughs> just a little. Say, un- I, I've gotten a whiff of it. Un- unsettled quarterback situation. He's going to be a quarterback's best friend. Yeah. You're, you're going to always have to stack the box with him. You don't want it. You, you think he's just a first and second down back? Great. Throw Carlos Hyde. He could be our third down back. That defensive line will be so beat up by the third quarter. Uh, it'll be insane. In addition to helping the quarterback, um, you know, you've got to think about con- the, our ability to control the clock um, running the ball. That will just uh, be a huge benefit to our defense. I feel like uh, in the Chip Kelly era, especially, you know, our, our our offensive sequences, you know, they could they could last 30 seconds. You know, the defense right back on the field again, you know, that'll bleed you out over four quarters. So you, you get running Leonard Fournette and uh, I think he helps on both sides of the ball. Uh, he, he'd be he'd be real tough to pass up. You know that's um, a that's a real good point about Leonard Fournette. You put Leonard Fournette in the first two downs, and then you have Carlos Hyde coming in as your third and fourth down back. I mean, and you're right by the by the fourth quarter. I mean, just how how many drives you can extend with that kind of a powerhouse duo at running back would be yeah. I mean, I mean, crazy. I know I don't know how I don't know how Fournette fits into Shanahan's system. I know we had two backs over in Atlanta. Uh, and he was able to keep them fresh. And if we could keep Carlos Hyde and Leonard Fournette fresh for for 16 games, maybe maybe I mean I'm not I'm not going to talk about playoffs this year, but uh, I mean just what a what a huge asset that would be to to both sides of the ball. Yeah, um, and you know, I I wouldn't want to play against them. I don't want them falling to fucking Panthers, with Cam Newton. You know you don't want to see that. So that's not I mean, a, shit. That's a, I, I'd have no problem taking him off the board. At, okay, um, so then who's your who's so you got Jamal Adams, Leonard Fournette, and then who's your third? Is Jamal Adams in your top three? Yeah, I think Jamal Adams in my top three. Um, well, Miles Garrett obviously, but assuming that he's not going to be there, um, shoot, I, I, I got to say Solomon Thomas. Uh, just depending depending on uh, what we need. I'm I know a lot of the guys on the the Niner the Niner pages are are real high on. Uh, Malik Hooker, but I just I don't think he's got the body of work. I think he's got an injury history. Uh, you know, Gary on Conley. I'm, I don't know if you saw in the news today, but there's a rape allegation with him, so I'm sure he'll slide. Uh, oh, I didn't Marshawn, see that. Marshawn Latimer. You know, I I'm sure he's a stud. He's had hamstring problems. Uh, you know, he's 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 had medical issues. I think you know. Let's our our. The one thing we just really need to do is not fuck up this first pick. We finally get a pick in the top ten uh, or, you know, in the top five. We finally have the chance to get, like, a generational stud. Let's just – let's make a safe pick. I agree. Now, so let, so that leads me to my next question is, which we kind of touched on earlier. So what if we trade out of it? Here's the question. Who do we trade out with? Because, you know, that's – here's the thing. If we're going to trade out of it, we're not going to announce it till the moment there. And I think – Obviously, if Cleveland is dumb enough not to take Miles Garrett, then yeah, we're, we're probably going to not trade it and go for Miles Garrett. But if Miles My, Garrett's off the board, do we trade down? Do you really? I mean, it sounds like that's really in play for them. Oh, I mean, uh, absolutely in play. And if and if you can, 
if you can swing something with the Titans or, you know, the Browns and get a, a you know, a second first round pick or, or a future, some future first round picks, then, then I, I'm all about it. But, you know, you, you saw with the Raiders, you know, they got Khalil Mack and all of a sudden they're, you know, I'm not saying he was the only factor, but, you know, they have a totally revitalized uh, attitude and defense getting, you know, uh, just a absolute stud like that yeah you know you, you land in the top five um i mean this is a pretty this is a pretty deep class especially for cornerbacks so that's why i'm for cornerback i would i would wait there's a lot of cornerbacks um and uh let's see quarterbacks I, there doesn't seem to be any clear consensus on who the who the top quarterback is i know a lot of guys like trubitsky yeah um you know he's what has he started 13 games i mean to 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 take a risk with the second pick on building a franchise around a guy who, you know, who started 13 games. That's, that's pretty iffy. Um, and I feel like know. Shanahan and Lynch are smarter than that. That just, that just reeks of a kind yeah, of preparation no, I, you'd that, expect out of Cleveland or like Los yeah, Angeles. That sounds, sounds so extremely fucking Cleveland. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, 49ers hail from Youngstown. Yeah. <laughs> And then, you know, Deshaun Watson, he, had, he has a great game. You know, they questioned his arm strength. You know, apparently he's, he doesn't got the, the strongest can of, of an arm. Uh, Josh Mahomes, I mean, he seems like another Kaepernick. I mean, ideally, for me, I don't, I don't know how the faithful feel about this, but, like, I would, you know, if, if Kaepernick isn't finding a home anywhere else, I would make it easy for him to come back to us. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying we should go to him hat in hand begging for him to come back or anything, but... You know, I, I would make it as easy as possible um, for him to come back and, and play for us because I think he's our best quarterback option. I think we ran him out of town way too soon. Um, I think he's our best quarterback option, especially if we if if the, and the general consensus does seem to be from the 49er brass that there isn't really a quarterback that they're that high on in this draft. Do you know anything about this Nathan Peterman guy? This, Q, uh, this QB out of Pittsburgh. He played. I, I want to say that he played at another school that another one of like the top five guys played at. He did, and then he transferred over to Pitt. Yeah, and same situation with Davis Webb. He was over at Texas Tech, and then Josh Mahomes came in, took the starting spot. Davis Webb moved over to Cal. Um, but yeah, so the, the 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 quarterback picks I'm looking at is you know if if a if a if a Kaiser falls to the second round, then maybe you grab him. Uh, otherwise, you know, you got, you got a Davis Webbs, you got a Peterman, you got a Josh Dobbs out of Tennessee who, uh, seems like a, a smart kid, you know, maybe, maybe we find a diamond in the rough or, you know, we, we have time to develop, but I'll, I'll tell you, if we get Leonard Fournette, you know, that, that makes his life a hell of a lot easier, you know, <laughs> S- similar to the, similar like to the, the Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott combo that, that Dallas did last year. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. if you, if you want to put it in those terms, um, I mean, one thing about Dallas, though, is I'm sure you remember they they had been just building the shit out of their offensive line through through the draft for you know the prior you know five six years or something. So their their offensive line was ready to go. That would have been Tony Romo's uh, you know a great swan song for him. I, I think it would have been a real easy year for him to get to the Super Bowl if he were able to stay healthy. You know his, his time had finally come. Yep. Um, so Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott definitely. A highly skilled quarterback. I think he also just came into a, a, a system that was set up for him to succeed. You know, and and that said, uh, you know the the team the team is almost as important as the prospect. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you could 
you know, you could take a blue chip prospect and throw him into a shitty situation where he's looking over his shoulder after every two step drop and, and just getting, you know, battered and, you know, you're going to give him PTSD. You know what? If he, if he had been behind a solid offensive line with a, some some solid contributors around him, you know, like a Blaine Gabbert might have turned into a pretty serviceable quarterback. Yeah, um, that's very true. Know. That's very I mean, true. Also, Nathan Peterman, uh, he played out of uh, Tennessee originally. Okay, okay. Yeah, there, he, there it is. Yeah, he was a Tennessee first. So that was so Matt Mayoko believed that that's the guy we were going to get in the third round. I still here's the thing, I think. So let's go back to this like trading out of the number two spot, right? Okay. I, I think it's in our best bet if we were to do it. We trade with a team that we believe is probably going to be in the top five of the draft next year. So it's another yeah. bottom barrel team, you know, so that in the hopes that we improve, you know, to maybe, I don't know, between four and six wins next year, maybe eight. I think eight's probably pushing it, but, you know, six, I think six is probably a, a decent, achievable number for this 49er team. And let's say that, uh, we get to six, so obviously we're not going to be in the top five, you know, or possibly not in the top five. We we have the the first round draft pick of like a Cleveland or you know you were saying Tennessee, like a team that we just believe is yeah. going to be at the bottom of the barrel next year, and we could take their pick. It, it's really it's really tough to say, but you know, uh, if Cleveland get if Cleveland goes with Miles Garrett first pick because everyone's assuming, and then they they get antsy, uh, if they have a sense that that uh, Chicago is going to say jump on uh, jump on Trubisky, then, you know, maybe we can get a couple picks out of him next year, you know, um, and build like that. I really like Josh Rosen at UCLA next year. Uh, I think that kid's a stud. Um, you know, we, we just got, we got a lot of holes. Uh, dropping down to 12 would not be the end of the world. It's a deep class and we got a lot of needs. Um, you know, it's just, uh, that said, it's, it's all a matter of what we get for the trade. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of a lot of players I like deep in the draft, you know. Um, so it seems like defensive players seem to be the 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 main focus of this particular draft. A lot of second, a lot of good secondary players, which great, you know. We have we have a lot of you know we got a lot of needs all over the place. Um, but the the cornerback the the cornerback class seems to be deep. The safety class seems to be deep, um, you know. And especially with cornerbacks, it's so fickle. You know, you pick a cornerback uh, you know top 10 expecting them to come out and be a stud immediately you know it generally takes a little time for them to get coached up at least a couple of years before they're you know uh, all pro level talent yeah um, especially at that position so, or you know if ideally we could uh pick up jabril peppers and then trade him back to michigan and get harbaugh <laughs> oh don't don't uh god don't don't uh don't tease me so uh, much not to insult kyle shanahan and john lynch you know like uh best foot forward here you know let, let's march on but uh yeah <laughs> yeah but but you know he's Jim i don't Harbaugh. think that's how the draft works but but a man can dream uh, a man can dream a man can dream a man i can like dream that i definitely that. like that proposal <laughs> yeah man now here's a question matt do you think do we pick up any? Do do we pick up a QB this draft at all? We're gonna. Do you th- we pick up at least somebody, right? Yeah, you gotta you gotta pick up you gotta pick up a QB somewhere. Um, you know, depending on you know, I don't know Kyle Shanahan's uh, offensive scheme. If, if I'm going by like a prototypical Matty Ice style, I mean, he he's not much of a scrambler. So you know, the the Patrick Mahomes, the Deshaun Watsons, you know, the, those 
that running skill isn't going to be really lost on his offensive philosophy, I guess. Um, so looking for pocket passers, Davis Webb, a uh, little raw, but he seems like a, a smart dude and a hard worker. Um, you know, I, I hear he wasn't great at going through all his, you know, uh, progressions and reads back at Cal. You know, another guy coming out of the air raid offense, which people say it's a tough transition. But, you know, same could be said for uh, Josh Mahomes. Um, but him and, and Dobbs, I, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about a value, a value quarterback you pick up in later rounds. Hopefully you get a Dak Prescott or, a you know, Russell Wilson or a Tom Brady. Um you know, in, in a later round, you just you, you, you find a stud. You know, quarterbacks are real tough to judge. And I think you would need someone with a really solid mindset to, you know, come into the, the 49er locker room right now with, you know, all the, the current turnover. We don't have a really uh, established, strong locker room as it is. Uh, as far as I know, I'm, you know, I'm sure the, they're still they still got their leaders in there, but uh, just a lot of things in flux. So it could be a tough situation for, for, for even, a, you know, the, the best of prospects. So maybe it's best to, you know, take a flyer on a guy if it works great, but look down the road for your, the, the QB you really want to build your franchise around. Now, see, here's the thing. Now, this is, this is something else I've, I've heard floating around. I want to get your thoughts on this. Uh, we've got, so I've also been hearing that the 49ers don't take any QB this year. Because their bet, they're going to put their money on, uh, oh my gosh. Uh, Cousins? Yep, Cousins. Because next year he has to be, you know, he's next year he's basically a free agent. They can't, they can't franchise him twice. Three times, I mean. They can't franchise him three times. And how do you feel yeah. about that? I mean, I think, I think no matter what, even as I say it, I go, I just, that, that doesn't make any sense. I think for sure. Uh, to me, to me, to me, he's a good quarterback. He had the benefit of having some awesome offensive weapons, uh, you know, in Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garçon, who I guess we'll now have. He also had some stud, uh, some studly tight ends. And, and who was the, the slot receiver guy that they brought in last year? Oh, for, it's a uh... monster. He was a killer. I, I had never, I never even, I don't know where he played college ball, but he was just an absolute killer. So, you know, he, he had the benefit of a, a lot of weapons and a, and a system that had been, you know, developing slowly over the years. Kirk Cousins, good guy. Uh, you know, seems like a really solid quarterback. He's, you know, being a 49er fan though, you're always looking for the next Montana or next young. So mm-hmm. I'm going I'm to fucking hold my breath and pout until we find someone who, who, Looks like that. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Are you talking about Jamison Crowder? Yes, yeah. Jamison Crowder. Yeah, Jamison Crowder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That guy was a monster. Yeah, he was. And no, and I, I, I agree. I totally agree. And yeah. I, the, here's the thing: I think the one, the thing that Kyle Shanahan brings that we're at this moment we're not able to factor in because we haven't seen a single game yet is that if you do his track record, he's worked with. You know, he RG three, which is more of the yeah. Colin Kaepernick style. You've got, and then you've got obviously Matty Ice last year, who's more of a pocket passer. And he's he's a found he's found ways to excel and win with any type of quarterback. I think the nice part now is now we're putting Kyle Shanahan in a position where he can actually choose the quarterback of his personal liking and find yeah. someone that he feels caters best to his strengths as a coach. And and, and, the, and I don't think the front office put a you know like a ultimatum do or die uh you know win now sort of uh 
put them in that type of situation, I think they, they're acknowledging that we need to rebuild. Finally. Yeah. So, yeah, I, th- I know, think those, even if we only won like three or four games next year, I, I think he's fine. I think he's not going. Anywhere. So, I, you know, I'm curious to see what we have coming back. And I'm curious to see how the defensive line uh, is going to be shuffled around with our personnel. Glenn Dorsey, is he coming back? Is Glenn Dorsey coming back? I want to say yes, but you know, so I mean, we got a, we got a Glenn Dorsey, and and I, I think Tank Carradine may just fit a lot better into this. You know, we haven't heard much from him over the last few years, but we've we've held on to him. So, uh, as far as I know, so um, I'm curious to see what we do with that defensive line. Um, there's also, you know, there's a couple receivers that I really like. If Corey Davis somehow fell into the second round, um, I would swoop him up. Um, in a heartbeat, I think that guy's a stud. Um, you know, uh, McCaffrey, God, that guy's that guy's a monster. If we were, if we were to trade trade down to twelve, there's still a lot of players that I like. There's just so many holes that we have to fill. So, well, that's the thing, and we have ten picks this year. We have ten picks in the draft, and I'm really curious to see how this all goes down i i I, like i just thursday uh thursday alone i i can't wait like i can't wait i want to see do we trade down do we take it you know if we obviously if we stay in the the number two spot we have to pick someone uh, you know a generational type player that's ready to start today and if we trade down then and then then i'm like all bets are off i don't know what i don't know what we're doing if we're trading down and and, i mean i'm kind of excited either way as long as like you said it's like we just can't fuck up that second pick this year look yeah no, I, I think I think you know our first two picks, regardless of whether we trade down to let's say twelve, if we were to do a trade with the Browns, even if it's just for uh, future picks and the you know their second round player, which you know I doubt I I don't know what they would give up to move into two if they if they're as hot on Trubisky as as you know the rumors keep saying, but uh, you know there's there's a lot of guys in this draft and and lucky or unlucky we have we have a lot of needs so. Um, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. We'll see. Uh, that pretty much wraps us up for today, Matt. Thank you so much for coming on to the show, man. You you kick some ass. Of course, man. And then what? We'll, <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. So what we'll do is we'll uh, we're we're gonna definitely do a post draft one. I'm thinking maybe Sunday. So if you're around Sunday, let's shoot for Sunday. Cool. All right. All right, brother. We'll talk to you soon, man. Thank you very much. All right, brother. All right. Thanks. Take care. So concludes another edition of the Goldcast. Don't forget, we are on YouTube, iTunes, and Stitcher, all under the moniker The Goldcast. We're also you can also find us on Facebook at Facebook.com/slash The Goldcast, Instagram, and Twitter. Be sure to check out our Facebook.com page and our Instagram page. Instagram, you get those little like daily quick bit uh, updates. Facebook, we tend to get a lot more traffic, people talking. Also got a lot of supporters on YouTube.com slash The Goldcast. want to say thank you guys, all of you guys, for putting in. I mean, we got a lot of people putting in their two cents, and uh, it's pretty awesome. Uh, it's just nice to hear everyone getting involved. We love it. Congratulations also to the Warriors for that first-round sweep of Portland Trail Blazers. We're going to come back to the Warriors here after the draft. This is draft week, and, you know, The Goldcast, we do all three teams, but... Our number one, our bread and butter, obviously, is the 49ers, so we kind of want to make this a 49er-centric week. We'll be back with a lot of other people from the squad, your typical hosts and guests, all going to be chiming in, hopefully, this Sunday as we do a big post-draft 
uh, pod. So be on the lookout for that. So concludes another edition of the Goldcast. We are the voice of the faithful. I'm your host, Rudy Salisa III, and we'll see you next time. Same Goldcast time, same Goldcast channel. This is, this is the Goldcast.